Dear listener, we hope that you've been enjoying the variety of podcasts that we have on our network. Now is your opportunity to help us by telling us a little more about you. Please visit jcastnetwork.org survey and complete our listener survey so that we can learn more about you and your listening habits. Again, please visit jcastnetwork.org survey. Thanks so much. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. I wanted to take a brief moment, and I'll, I promise I'll make it as, uh, as brief as I possibly can. Uh, we started service a little bit late tonight, and services always uh, have a way of uh, uh, going a bit long when we have wonderful uh, smachot, wonderful celebrations to, uh, to enjoy together. Um, but I want to make sure everybody gets out in time for dinner. So I, I uh, uh, appreciate your, um, your patience and your forbearance. Uh, if uh, what I want to say pushes us a little bit uh, over the edge of when we usually end. Um, but I just uh, I felt like um, today, this Shabbat of all Shabbats, was uh, a moment at which um, it uh, calls for a bit of uh, reflection uh, maybe some comfort and hopefully even some direction. Uh, so in the uh, song that we just sang, Lecha Dodi, which is this beautiful piyut, this liturgical poem that uh, welcomes in Shabbat, uh, we say at the end, Boi b'shalom ateret ba'ala, uh, come in peace, um, our uh, crowned queen. Uh, and uh, I suspect that for many of us, this uh, in some ways, feels a little bit uh, um, anything other than a Shabbat Shalom, um, uh, that uh, Shabbat is coming in in peace. Um, in some ways, for many of us, it feels like Shabbat might be coming in in pieces rather than coming in in peace. But yet, we have this prayer that we offer that invites us to welcome in Shabbat and peace. So how can we hold that tension? And if you look around, regardless of your political persuasion, it's um, easy to feel that tension, that discord, that lack of peace. Um, On the left, there are protests and, in some cases, riots and uh, law-breaking. And on the right, there are increasing reports of um, hateful and odious uh, attacks against uh, minority communities and women, gays and lesbians. Um, after Tuesday, this feels like a time of disquiet, a time um, where peace is a little bit elusive. It was a contentious and bitter election uh, on both sides of the equation. And there was a lot of hope, I think, that after Tuesday evening, things would, the dust would kind of settle and things would kind of settle out. And that may yet be the case, and we hope and pray that that is the case. But nevertheless, in this moment, in this week, it's felt like there's been a significant amount of disquiet. So I just want to express that and honor that in this space, that we can hold that together. And regardless of what side of the spectrum we find ourselves, um, that we enter into this Shabbat feeling 
um, a little bit of that turbulence, a little bit of that tumult. And as I was taking time this week to reflect on the election and to think about what happened, uh, that's what kept on coming up into my mind. Uh, I remember that when physicists uh, at CERN uh, found or thought they found the God particle, uh, there was a physicist, and I don't remember who, that was quoted in the news uh, that said, now we no longer know anything about anything. And it feels to a certain degree that that is what we're experiencing right now in American political life, in American society, that we no longer know anything about anything. There were truths that people on the left and in the Democratic coalition uh, held as matters of orthodoxy that seemed very clearly to have been delusions or not true in the wake of the election. And there are things that uh, on the right and in the conservative uh, wing of our politics that were held as truths and were held as orthodoxies that seem to have been proven false uh, in the wake of the election. And meanwhile, there's such turbulence and uncertainty because of what's happening out there in the country and also because of this real split, this division that we have as a result of our system or as a result of our population where there was a split between the popular vote and the electoral college where we have um, a president-elect that has uh, no... Uh, previous experience in public service and campaigned with, uh, regardless of where you are in the political spectrum, I think we can agree with, with a lot of vagueness about what uh, he intends specifically to do once uh, he's in office. So it feels like this is a moment of, of churning, of uncertainty, and of disorientation uh, in the lives of many of us, I think regardless of where we are on the political spectrum, not to mention the fact that uh, people all over the spectrum predicted virtually unanimously a different result than what came out on Tuesday night. So there's that churning and uncertainty too, that we thought we knew all of these things about our society and it turns out that we were wrong about many of them. And we don't know what the future is going to hold. So I was sitting with that this week, and as I was seeing colleagues around the country write reflections, some of them very eloquent to their community about the election and what to do afterwards and where to go from here, and I was feeling internal pressure to respond to, uh, in the same way, to offer cogent and articulate and inspiring thoughts about uh, what do we do now and where do we go from here, and finding myself at a loss for those words and wrestling with my own emotions at the same time.